Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you at least a 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Tell them the exciting news, Michael. Uh, about the wills to probate and the conveyancing. <laughs> yes. God. <laughs> How long have we been doing this now? Well, it, I, wait, I thought it was something new. That, that is the something new. Oh, there's things, can get, can things get, they've been doing doing brilliantly for many years. I know, but they haven't been discounting them to 15%, have they? The big three. Mm. Honestly, the people have to work with. Um, if you want to find details of that discount, it's on the Phil Hay Monday Club um, exclusive discount, different code over on that show. LeviSolicitors.co.uk. Just just go on there, mention Monday Club. You get a bigger discount. That's that's about the size of it. Just Good. Just be better. You can still book appointments online though, can't you? You can do, yeah. Remote appointments. I know. I think your failure to deliver that message well, professional negligence. No, no, I was I was making it conversational. Oh, was that what it was? <laughs> Dan Michael and Moscow here with you on the weekly show. Hello. Right, news is part one. Let's do some news. Uh, we've got ourselves a John Kevin Augustine, a big bill for him anyway. Oh dear. Like an old duck. Got a big bill. Yes, very good. How do you turn a, a duck into a soul singer? Uh, you put it in the microwave until it's filled with it. Yes, it's a great joke. <laughs> anyway, nothing to do really, with... Uh, really tapping into that Gen Z energy there. Nothing to do with JKA. We, I mean, we sort of knew this was coming, probably, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, at some of, point. Bit of a punch in the gut, wasn't it, still? Chucking out on a, what was it, Sunday evening? About 11 o'clock or something, That's yeah. a bit weird, wasn't it's, it? It's a classic time to bury bad news, isn't it? It seemed to work really well. No one was talking about it, thankfully. <laughs> Victor Alta has sailed completely under the radar. We d- you're right, though. We did know this was coming, so we can't act surprised, can we? Still, it's... We didn't know he'd taken it to court. We didn't know he'd no. put the claim in. Well, Mike... There was a presumption that he probably would, because Michael you knew. would, but... Michael's been Trump. He's been fighting his corner since this was announced. He was saying, <laughs> I want Jean-Kevin Augustin to get in there and get his, his lost earnings so Leeds can be 40 million quid worth, worse off. It certainly is the sort of thing that Levi solicitors can help you with using uh, whatever the discount code off of the Phil Hay Monday, whatever it is thing. What, professional dispute resolution? All that kind of stuff, yeah. I'm sure if you've got a, a workplace dispute for a breach of contract, which is why... That's what he's claimed for, isn't it? It's not really... Um, he's not saying, I've lost earnings or anything. Like, you breach the contract, so give me all the money that was in the contract, which is £24.5 million he is due, which coincidentally is exactly the same amount as our uh, gate receipts for the 2021-22 season. When you frame it around that, that really hurts, doesn't it's it? Also Every a- single penny. Well, I mean, it's, I'm interested in who it hurts, because I suppose, in a way, it does all about that maybe Leeds might not be able to buy a cool player that we'd like or they might have to sell a player but ultimately 
you know, I'm sure Andrea Rodrizzani would rather not be writing the cheque to replace the twenty-four and a half million pound hole that has appeared um, through um, his own and his management team's stupidity <laughs> in their finances. So um, more for them and uh, three cheers. I'm kind of glad John Kevin Augustine's got this in the end. He's, Why? But, that's just <laughs> well, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He's done out wrong. I wish it's, he did it's not it. his fault, is it? He's not. Yeah. He's he didn't try to not sign himself on a win. It's like it's our money. It goes well. It's not. It's who, that, it's, well, it's the yeah, club's money. Whose money is it? It's not like I, I were a bystander on on all this. And um, yeah, fine. I hope he and spends it wisely. He won't know, will he? He's a footballer. Well, you never know. Another few cars. Set him up for the rest of his um, rest of his life. We should have just bought him. We said this when the whole. Um, when the, the cast ruling said that we owed all the money to Leipzig, should have just bought him because he's playing that. We, he was on a five-year contract, was the deal, I believe, is what we're having to, to pay him up for now. Um, and now, within that five-year contract, he's playing for Baal, um, got some, I think they were in the Conference League or the Europa League. So he's scored some goals and um, got some assists. So we could quite easily have just, we could be trying to find somebody to buy him at this point because he's he's a viable footballer again. And, that would have probably, um, you know, maybe wouldn't have made back what we were originally on the hook to buy him for, but you get some of it back and you don't have to just like throw all this money down a, a burning Yeah, our, di- uh, our disappointment shoot. could have been a burning shoot. Our disappointment could have been stretched over four to five years instead of just mm. all at once. The club essentially took a gamble on this, didn't they? Yeah. The, the pandemic presented them with an opportunity to maybe get out of buying a player that having looked at him, they've gone, oh dear, he's not worth either the fee or the wages we've committed to it. And we might be able to get away with this is what it feels like. Because if he was good, there's absolutely no possibility would we would have been trying to get out of this. And it's when you top the wages into a single figure, isn't it? In fact, we are going to talk about money. We're going to do a separate show on this because the accounts have been released. So we're going to put it into lay terms, just have a chat about how mad the finances are in um, in football. But it's when you see that 24 and a half million quid, but that would have been spread over five years. And footballers earn a lot of money because football's mental. Yeah, I mean, I saw people trying to lump in this with the money we already owe to Leipzig and saying, well, that's he's our most expensive player ever. But it's like, well, all, all players earn money. I mean, wait till you've you got find to, out what Dan James is earning. You know, you've got, you <laughs> have got to pay them to be here as well. You can't just pay for them and they're not a piece of furniture. You don't pay for it and then you get to keep it. Like DFS. Without, without interest well, no, free for four no, years. DFS, DFS you, do, you do pay for that every month, I think, is the, right. the strategy there. But, you know, you do have to pay footballers. And admittedly, £833,000 a minute does seem, <laughs> it does seem on the high side. Seems pricey. For, for a footballer. But, you know, that's what happens when you. That's what happens when you try and buy human beings. Yeah, I mean, ticket prices are what they are. Sponsorship money is what it is. Merchandising, all it's all the price. Um, so we pay it, and if it didn't, then go into the pockets of the footballers. Where else would it go? Angus Kinnear made what was it, five hundred and fifty grand last year. Like, I would rather John Kevin Augustan got that as well. Give it to him. <laughs> at least he's a footballer. <laughs> you know, at least there, at least there is a minimal chance that I might enjoy watching Jean-Kevin Augustin do something, whereas I've never been able to, like, I could watch Angus Kinney for 90 minutes a week for the rest of his life, and I don't think he would entertain me. Um, I need to say thanks to Ashley Ridgway, who tweeted us, uh, who's at Ashley Ridgway 93. Uh, it says, uh, given Augustin has earned £24.5 million for 45 minutes of game time at Leeds, that's two point two five billion pounds pro rata over the course of a championship season. Uh, oh well, 
Good laugh, isn't it? Uh, Jackie's signed up, though. We've got him for, for another five years. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to sell Jackie for around 25 million quid as well, weren't we, not long ago? I can't think why. Which, which kind of makes you wonder if a bill had landed for this and they've been like, has anyone got... Spare 20 odd million, Anyone lads? got 25 million pounds? No. We could ask the American lads. They say, no, they, they don't want to... They're, they're saying, I'm just... No, Prague's saying no. They're, they're saying they weren't here for that bit, so it's your problem. <laughs> They, they want to find. He's, they want he's to shouting. Find, he's shouting. Deal with it now. Down the phone. They want to find the guys who did that. <laughs> uh, do you know them? <laughs> there is an interesting aspect on that with the whole 49ers and Parag Marathe coming in. Is I keep seeing headlines ar- around the gridiron team that they run, where Marathe is consistently getting sort of praise and the, the business press of uh, American football, of like how he deals with the salary cap and he can be very creative around contracts to create opportunities so they can buy another player and he rearranges people's contracts so that ultimately they will they might earn more money in a different way but it frees them up under everything else and he does so maybe trying to say to him exactly like phone him up saying oh yeah we've we've accidentally paid somebody 800 grand a minute to do nothing <laughs> accidentally and him like what his reaction would be is like well what exactly do you want me to do about this and what I would like him to do about it is maybe uh, take the club off the people who did that and do it better. But that's that's beside the that's the sort of a future thing. In the meantime, um, not sell Jack Harrison to pay for it is uh, is probably a good tactic as well. But there are, you know, who knows what the Forty ers are going to do to us? Um, probably good things, probably bad things um, in variable measures. But um, I do keep seeing those things in the ether and having some hope that perhaps somebody with a bit of competence is going to bring some sense to bear on the things that we do um jackie yes signed a new deal that yep. was good so he's going to pass 200 games for us this this season then isn't he uh assuming he remains ill uh, unill not ill i mean i mean Ill. he's ill in the rap sense yeah okay i mean he played a lot of games injured at the start of the season so <laughs> he was sucking wasn't it mm. but yeah but he's quietly crept up that appearance list hasn't he yeah he's done a lot still on loan as well which is remarkable <laughs> finally signed him yeah I'm, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's signed and I know we, we're doing this after the Palace game now he actually signed it after the Forest game didn't he when everyone was like oh brilliant took his foot off the gas pathetic sell him to Leicester that's great etc he looks really good again after the Forest game whereas but Jackie Palace, blows that <laughs> fucking terrible free kick. They break and score. Jackie, Useless. get him sold. Jackie blows hot and cold, doesn't he? But he's he's a good steady performer. He does, um, and that's and that's why we've been allowed to keep him because yeah. he blows hot and cold. Because when he's really good, he'd probably be like if he was if he was as good as his good days, he'd be a sixty million pound footballer and sold. He is sort of unsellable in that respect because the twenty two million or what it was that Leicester were offering, and there was like maybe thirty from Newcastle. It's not enough to really tempt you into what you would then need to invest to replace him because to buy a player even to do what Harrison does would be quite difficult you'd probably there's an equal chance that you would buy a worse player for 30 million mentioning not casting anything against the players we have spent 30 million pounds on over the last few years um so that you're unlikely to get an offer for Harrison that makes you think oh yeah, we'd better take that, like the Rafinha money or something. This is not going to be like... Especially as he's coming into his prime years, Moscow. Exactly. So um, Rather every, than buying a child for 20 million. There's every chance that he could be getting better for us, but um, but that does mean that kind of, he's also never going to, he doesn't seem like the player will drop so badly that you you want absolute rid of him. He's always going to be at least decent and then you're not going to have a, a bid that will make you really want to cash in. 
So um, I think the only question about his future is whether those three seasons on loan affect the date of his testimonial. Mm, that's true. He's, he's, he will, if he sees the contract out, it will have been 10 glorious years, but only three, uh, the first three were well not belonging to us. The so first five. Do you still... Ten. He's not even going to get to go home in the summer, is he? Back to the States. No, no. We've, been, boot, we've been booted off the tour because we're too shit for the Premier League. Holiday. Being replaced, I mean, being replaced by a two-bit outfit. Like knowing him, being very, being very diligent as he is, he might just go over there on his own to represent Leeds at this tournament. Just turn up to everything. Just go like, no, you, the whole club should be here, but I am here to make sure that we are do you know what in I hope, some form. I hope we do. I hope that we, obviously we stay up, which means that we are part of your filthy, stupid Premier League club. Didn't even want to go on your tour anyway. We do our own tour. In the same places that they go, and we have bigger crowds with better teams. Yes, it's. I mean, this, this isn't a Premier League tour anyway. It's got Brentford on it, and Brighton, Fulham. Yeah, it's not Division, Division Two's Crystal Palace. In fact, every single team on it um, was in Division Two fairly recently. They've mm-hmm. all come up with us. Basically, I suppose Palace have been a little while longer, but not not madly. So it is very much the uh, the Premier League B squad. I wonder what the implications are from Leeds or how involved we're because we've been we're all West Coast and this is all all these games are going to be on the East Coast um, so whether we're still I think we've not binned off the opportunity to go to the West Coast and hang about in California for a bit well that was for um, the World Cup we were going to go over there weren't we I think we were due, due over there this summer potentially well, but I don't I... know about the future too much but we still <laughs> might we still I know that we we were supposed to go there in December during the World Cup we cancelled that and went to Spain and won the tournament against um, Elche. So it was well worth it. And then, but yeah, so the... They might, but they might want us to go to the Levi Stadium and, and absolutely cook in the summer sunshine there because there's no shade. Well, exactly. So this is happening thousands of miles away. So whether there's some kind of, I don't know, maybe we'll do that instead. Is what I'm getting down to. Right, resurrect the We plans. can still go to America, yeah. Just do Ireland and Norway. I want to yeah, keep it I, traditional. Let's do Shelbourne and that's it. Yeah. I'll do... Um, Revive the Warnock tour. Play Tavistock and fucking Mousel FC or whatever. It was. Whichever completely crap amateur teams we had to play that summer. I wonder if Jason Blunt is still in charge of Mousehole. Oh, yeah. He was uh, running that for a while, wasn't he? And trying to sort of... I don't know if he was trying to keep um, David Haig away from it, but he was... Just, of, it's just trying to keep Haig and Warnock away, I think, if you if you manage a team down there. Um, looks like he was only there for a year and it was 2017-18. He's now an I to I International Soccer Academy lead coach, so creating the next generation of Ronaldo, Romario, Vieiras, and mouse holders. Yes. Um, what do you think to the kit leaks? Obviously, we'll be wearing new kits in pre-season, presumably. We've got leaks of the home one, which is the alternative Adidas stripes on the shoulders. Bit of an ugly collar. Not too keen on the old plunging V V neck, um, and a repeating peacock. There's a peacock on the back of the of the neck, isn't there? Which has been put into the fabric as well, a repeating, it looks a, a little bit sort of like, I don't know, um, dining room wallpaper from the 80s, does the pattern at a distance, but up close it's got the peacock in it. I like the fabric pattern. Yeah. I like the stripes. I don't like that Adidas, and it's just because I'm, I'm an old man, but I don't like that more modern Adidas logo. Well, and they've taken the, the word Adidas from underneath it, haven't they? As we saw with like, all the Adidas mm-hmm. World Cup kits, they were devoid of the word Adidas, and it's just the three stripes now. Why don't you like it? Is because it's only because I'm old it's fine because you hate change yeah basically I think it should be, <laughs> I think it should be the, 
the same ones as on like West Germany shirts in the, the old Trefoil in the in the seventies and and whatnot. So yeah, I just don't like change, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah but well, you are from uh, Wakefield, and you live in Pontefract, I understand. Yeah, so it's fine. But no, so some shirts go. I think it's it's quite nice. It's got a proper colour of Leeds badge on. It's proper. It's actual Leeds blue and yellow. It's good. It's an improvement. Yes, good. And uh, do you think it stacks up well with the uh, the retro kits that have made it into the shop? Uh, some the Man, the Man City one, Man City stroke Coventry bits on it. Well, for the benefit of anybody who hasn't seen this, it's a sort of mashup of the Umbro designs, isn't it? But without the Umbro logo. So these are the Umbro designs of, of 1992, and it's sort of a a bit of the white, bit of the yellow, and then inexplicably some of the blue of Man City. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. But fine, no one needs to buy it. People, people <laughs> might. I mean, we're not going to be wearing it, are we? To um, to playing, so it seems fine. I think we should. But yeah, a strange choice. Uh, and going to the away kit, or is it the third kit that's been leaked as well? Been doing the rounds. This is one that the fruit salad kit, like the candy, the sweets, pink and yellow. Which, if the leak is correct, appears to be related to the Leeds Year of Culture twenty twenty three festivities that are happening in the city. Because Leeds was supposed to be European capital of culture, wasn't it? In 23, whole Brexit thing happened, so they decided to uh, have a year's celebration anyway. The brand colours of that are arbitrarily pink and yellow, and it seems to be that we are getting a pink and yellow third kit on that basis. With I don't know if they're very, very dark, inky blue uh, accents, or whether that's black. Footy headlines who did the leak seem to think it's black, but to my eye, it looks very dark blue. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, what it is. It's wild, is that, isn't it? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I like it. Uh, I will see if we win games in it. Should we caveat it with whatever the away kit looks like that goes with it? Like if they do something like like the rumours of the peacock pattern, if they did like a blue peacocky away kit, I think that'd look quite cool. Big peacock face. Feathers on it. Yeah. Yeah, and we send the players out in masks <laughs> dressed as actual full peacocks. Uh, and then if they have the third, wild third away kit, because I like it. At least it is tied to the city in some way. It has some sort of relevance and meaning. And Moscow, you're a cultured man. Surely you approve of this. Um, assuming it's not all just either like an incorrect leak or a, a total coincidence, the Leeds have announced um, there's going to be some 2023 support before the Liverpool game. Uh, the players are going to be warming up in Leeds 2023 um, training tops and the stadium will be a colourful celebration of Leeds 2023 with the screens and LED lights lit up in the brand colours. Um, tip for anyone who um, is in charge of Leeds United's official website. I do like to be helpful. Angus Kinnear's name is spelt wrong in this in this story on our website. Something to fix. But yeah, so they are getting involved um, there. I don't know about the kits. Just picturing a bag off a website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. know. It looks like a goalie kit as well, as well. Like I think it was flagged up that it might resemble a, a Adidas goalkeeper template. Who knows what it is. Just... Although picture of a shirt in a bag. I think you can find the templates for the Adidas um, Keepers kits for next year. Knocking about because they're obviously generic and the same everywhere, aren't they? But it might yeah. be. Also, who cares? Well, we could just wait and see what the official ones are. Yeah, it's fun to talk about it, isn't it? Mm. Bunch of people getting upset about some nylon. Yeah, I suppose. It's, as, as long as people have got things to be upset about, we'll be all right, won't we? Absolutely. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Being frustrated and angry at things. What else are you frustrated and angry at? Anything? The women's team won that plate on the beach now. Not asked. Three games, uh, no wins. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> they did manage to draw in the last game, in fairness. But yeah, the, the season's kind of done anyway because they're, they're f- firmly lodged in mid-table, aren't they? Um, 
and the under-21s have just given up entirely. No games at all for them. Have they just stopped? They've yeah, folded it. I think we, Isn't that was... what Brentford did? They just canned it all and just didn't bother. <laughs> yeah, so there was a game against Stoke that was postponed. What are we going to do now, now been, then? Has now been rearranged. <laughs> what so. are we going to do now? We're putting a B team in place, European friendlies, what are we doing? I, th- I suppose we'll play them eventually, these games. But yeah, still... Are we, are we getting promoted? It should be. Two points clear, game in hand. Only three games left. Should all be fine. Leeds can't mess it up from here. Can't they? There's a bit of difficulty with the rearranged trip to Stoke for the under-21s being uh, it's kicking off an hour before the first team play Liverpool in Leeds. So the under-21 squad, I imagine, will be weaker than it needs to be. Mm. Um, Otherwise, because we'll have to keep players back for the big team to do their thing with. So, you know, you can immediately cross off, like, I doubt Archie Gray or Matteo Joseph or Darko JB will be on the way to Stoke with the under-21s. Maybe we'll do a swap. Maybe we'll let Adam Forshaw go to Stoke and JB with the um, with the first team. In half-time, probably the last good thing I saw again in the Crystal Palace game was half-time watching, uh, there's some meanness about Rasmus Christensen coming, watching Rodrigo and Adam Forshaw as substitutes warming up by just pinging 40-yard, 50-yard passes to each other across the width, width of the pitch. And... Um, yeah, full. Just I was just sitting watching, reveling in the technique because the pair of them just as easy as you like, both feet just <laughs> placing the ball on the toe of each other over incredible distances, and they would put the ball in the air. They were drilling it low. There was take a touch and hit it, and there was some first time returns. And he's and just watching it was like, yeah, to be to be that good at something and just you know elite level Moscow. Yeah, and then I was and then next to them. There was uh, Jorginho Rutter trying to do the same thing with Rasmus Christensen, <laughs> who was sending him like running 10, 15 yards in either direction, trying to chase the ball after every time he tried to pass it across the width of the, pit, the pitch. And I guess, you know, it's the, it's the reason why Rasmus is a right back and not a, or a left back, as he turned out to be later, and not a, you know, a game dictating uh, midfield type. But it was, um, it was making me laugh. It's the, the contrast of, how beautiful it is just watching this ball just gently going back and forth and then uh, why is Jorginho running about over here? Oh, it's another one's heading for the stands. Uh, with reference to the events of the last week, we can't obviously let it pass without mentioning Chris and Kev because um, the anniversary of that fell between uh, Forest and Palace and I think the video that was done which was involving family members and people who were there that night, incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful message and it was good to see it retweeted by both Man United and Liverpool as well maybe give people might not work but pause for thought before they start singing about um, people who've died I mean when, when we played Man United we, we covered that aspect of it didn't we that it was always going to happen both sides were obviously going to do it because and both sides will always say oh well, they started it but yeah. pathetic in it really no need no need at all but the video was great I thought and last year when the club I think rightly came in for criticism for not covering it at all more or less it felt it felt very much like they had forgotten about it last year to do something, get it out early this year, and then and then just let the fans do their thing with the the back ten and everything, which obviously has become a tradition for it. But I thought it was very good that the club did mark it and marked it with something well produced and, and it was sensitively and ha- sensitively handled because they spoke to the families as well. Yeah, and did it really well, really diligently. Yeah, exactly. So speaking to the family, speaking to you know Eddie Gray, Don Matteo, people on there who were who were also at the club at the time. I thought it was uh, it was all very well done. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Part two of the show is the preview, and this is Liverpool. No Mateus Bogus going to feature. Oh, I was really hoping he would as well. Yeah, a bit of a blow seeing him complete his move to... Uh, to LAFC he's having a nice life isn't he? he's gone from Ibiza to LA fair play to the lad um, Anfield we beat them Jesse Marsh's high watermark uh, wasn't that Chelsea I don't know yeah probably but I think under the circumstances yeah I mean no one saw it coming did they in fairness uh, at Anfield but I watched the highlights of it back we rode our luck I think it's fair to say but also we were we were decent and we had some chances in this one some of them gifted admittedly when um, it was the the sloppy back pass Alison Slip, wasn't it, that let us in very early on. But um, no, we, we kind of held our own during this game, I thought. Melier held our own. Yeah, he had a fair bit to do. But, you know, he, he, maybe he owes us one, because having watched back the Palace goals, I think he should have done better on the first one. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll let him off. He's still very young. And, and he does have games like the one at Anfield as well, where we don't get any points at all, probably, without him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, was this the... This is this has come to pass the debate of whether or not it was a good thing to win at Anfield because did it save Marsh when actually he should have gone then and then we'd have someone else in for longer and all that sort of stuff. But it was great fun at the time, so no regrets. Hey, celebrate moments. Celebrate moments. Uh, have you seen his referee in this game? It's uh, it's Craig Pawson rather than Jurgen Klopp this time. Okay, well, we'll, we'll it might be his remains to be seen. Though. Yeah, remains to be seen. Uh, which obviously brings us back to the events of uh, of last year in the sending off of Pascal Strout, who broke a man's ankle violently and on purpose. He was there when a man's ankle broke. Mm. Let's put it that way. Mm. He mm. should he should still be halfway through his sentence, according to uh, that idiot on YouTube. What was he called? Sonny. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sitting in his mother's love seat, condemning <laughs> footballers to jail. <laughs> One way to go about things. I still remember the um, the shocked expression on Jurgen Klopp's face when he saw Virgil van Dijk sympathising with Pascal Straub in there. In that incident, but uh, let's hope everybody comes through with legs intact and uh, and their jaws unbruised. We don't need any uh, lines people going around smashing people in the in the face. In, in the, the face? face, they've had a bizarre season of Liverpool, haven't they? He hasn't he hasn't gone to plan by any stretch. It feels like they're in a period of transition, and and there's the sort of mirrors of what happened to Klopp in Germany of 
the end of a cycle and I don't know it doesn't all seem to quite sit right and yet they beat Man United 7-0 and got quite far in the Champions League and all that I mean the beating Man United bit was very funny I have to say that was one of my in a season that's not brought a lot of joy for for Leeds and since then I did watch that and giggle since then it's been lose 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 draw draw mm, useless lost to Bournemouth for God's sake I, mean, I know that in that run they have played Real Madrid Man City uh, Chelsea Midland aren't very good but at Arsenal, so they played a lot of very good teams in this run. But still, they can't win. No, they can't. I'm kind of entertained that a little bit. Well, I don't know what to make of them because there's, there's. It seems that they can't get in the Champions League, but they'll want to be in the Europa, won't they? Do they want to be though? Because it's one of the, that's one of those things that people don't want because there's actually not much money in it, and it distracts from getting into the Champions League the mm. year after. I was going to say, if you look at what, what's happened to West Ham this season as well, they're still in, is it the conference they're in? At yeah, the minute? I think which, so. which I didn't even realise until I saw the advert for their game this week. So is that why Brentford have suddenly started chucking it in? Because that that's been the thing for a while. It's like Brentford being above Liverpool. But so there's been these hints of some normality being restored as Liverpool go above Brentford because they're now, they also haven't won in four um, after that big long streak when it seemed like they would never lose again. And Thomas Frank's head was just becoming like an enormous egotistical balloon with a wig on it. Um, <laughs> okay. But then, yeah, then, then <laughs> the old they, egotistical balloon. <laughs> when they lost away to Everton and then beat Southampton, but then drew Leicester, Brighton, Scum, Newcastle. I know we're not playing Brentford, but there's not much to choose between Liverpool and Brentford anymore. So we may as well just talk about how Pontus Janssen is going to deal with Rodrigo. Great. Um, trying to unpick the feelings going into this. Obviously, everything feels a lot more negative off the back of losing 5-1 at home to Crystal Palace. Had we beaten them, the feeling around this would have been, ah, fine, get a draw, maybe whatever, even if we lose, it's all, it's all, it's all all right, we've got enough in the bank. And as it is, there's more, perhaps more urgency being placed on it, even though you look to the three fixtures that follow it, has been um, potentially more significant. But this is a game we could win. We could, but we could also lose it quite easily. Could draw it. We could draw it also. Yep. We could. Lots of we options. could get one of the many combinations of results. Be a, a goalless draw or a scoring draw. I mean, what in your mind would represent a good outcome from this? Besides, you know, what's the what's your baseline from this? Well, you've got to, you've got to try and get a point, haven't you? It's, it's pointless to just accept a defeat in it. But I think, and I feel like it's a, it's the start of last season when we last played Liverpool at Ellen Road, and that one we did go into it. I think pretty much accepting defeat. It felt like it, it was one of those ones where it was like, the, well, one of the free hit ones. Wasn't well, we're not we're not yeah. going to win this, so let's just see how it goes. But that's when Liverpool were good, and they did. Liverpool finish second last season. They were up there. They did, didn't they? I think. <laughs> Thanks, Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> they were still good last season, weren't they? I'm not. I'm not imagining this. Yeah, yeah. They were and it was it was Mo Salah against Junior Firpo, and it was it felt inevitable that we would lose it last season. Though they were on they were on the verge of winning the quadruple. That was it. Yeah. And won nothing, I think, in the end. It was a stroll to 3-0, wasn't it, that one last season? Yeah. The, yeah. the difference this year, they can be got at, as has been proven over and over again this season. And so when you say, I suppose it is hard to picture from our perspective because when you say play for a point, it makes sense, but then I immediately start thinking, well, why don't we just try to beat them because they're crap? I think we will try and beat them. Yeah, but then you, we risk, don't we? We get caught. On uh, it's like when we were trying to come back against Crystal Palace and they just break and Liverpool are pretty good on the break so it's a risk trying to beat them but then the alternative is playing how we did at Arsenal where for 40, well almost 
um, a half. We look very good, very solid, very defensive. And then we just give away a penalty and then the whole thing shot to pieces from that point onwards. Don't so, do that. No. So I kind of, we say what would be the, the baseline kind of ideal outcome. I think just being alive on Tuesday morning, that's probably the thing to aim for. And then just worrying about what comes after in this game is kind of what will be will be. Internet charlatans who scored.com seem to suggest that their very weaknesses are defending counterattacks. One of their strengths is counterattacks. So why don't we let them just attack a bit and then we can counter them rather than us attacking them too much and them countering us? I mean, I know I'm aware this is um, coming after Palace when they did counterattack on us and score, but we have looked better defending against counterattacks since Javi came in because we don't seem to be ploughing everyone forward in the same way as we were against Marsh because that was the, the way the team's always scored a big they win the ball hit a big long one diagonally and then there's someone in loads of space and then yeah. they go and score so we have stopped doing that yeah they're not getting bit. over the top behind our fullbacks anymore they're just sort of going round them <laughs> <laughs> I mean do we do we think Luke Ayling should sit this one out it's interesting we spoke to Hayden Evans didn't we before this one recording the Phil Hay show and he was saying it's, it's a dilemma isn't it do you bomb him out at this point and knacker his confidence or do you stick with him and let him play his way through it I don't know it's tough isn't it I mean, especially given that would you, well do you trust Rasmus to be parachuted into this well the reason Ailing ended up playing is because Rasmus was rubbish but it's one of those things that the longer someone is out of a team the more you start thinking oh maybe they're the answer yeah. so maybe he needs to play in this so we can see he's not <laughs> <laughs> or he plays well in it. Who knows? And he is. Would be would be an option. But I mean, Ailing has been fairly catastrophic in the last few games. I, I would struggle to pick out anything he's done well. We'll come on to this. But his rate, his player rating against Crystal Palace was one point seven six out of two? ten. Out of ten. Oh, not not out two. Of, out of ten. Not two. And he has been at the bottom. He was also the, rated as the worst player against Forest and against Arsenal. So it isn't going well for him. Mm. across the last few games so if ever there was a case for him to be dropped it's probably now which isn't to say it's terminal he doesn't have to be out with the team forever but maybe it'd be a decent time for him to, to take a bit of a rest because defensively he's been all over the place it's peculiar isn't it and the, the other side of that is that there was a time at the start of the season when Rasmus Christensen looked okay we were kind of waiting for him to get better but we were um, you know we kept he played against Chelsea when we beat him 3-0 didn't he and those kind of things he was always a bit kind of mundane starting with like the first thing he did in the lead show was essentially get pushed off the ball by a, a Wolves player that led to a goal from them and you're thinking ah, is this, what happened to the hard man we signed um, so he'd been waiting for him to improve for improvements that never came but he was perhaps not as bad as Ailing has been recently I'm wondering about Ailing whether the same thing has happened last season when we were all wondering what was up with him like why has he suddenly started playing so badly and then as soon as he was his season was finished. He was like, right, he's off to hospital to get fixed. Um, whether there's some, because he was uh, brilliant against Scum, wasn't he? And um, there was that little run of games when he, uh, after Marsh had gone, where we were all convinced Luke Hailing is the best right back we could possibly wish for or dream of. And then um, to go from that to that level to this level makes you wonder whether his knees are shot again or something, because um, that can happen. He might just be getting old. He's not that old, and also if he was, you know, he hasn't aged that much in the last three weeks um, that you'd expect it to have caught up to that extent. So who knows? Though we'll, um, but whichever one of them plays has just got to, like try to do well. 
what I'd tell them to do. Verba, he's the one, isn't he? It feels like he's the linchpin here. Yeah, that could be the it. difference as well. He could help um, everybody. I suspect if he isn't fit, we might see Cooper in this one, just for a bit more experience at the back, potentially. And Strauch was not great either. I thought he's quite a... He can look a bit passive at, at points, can Strauch. And he's obviously got his um, his bad memories of this game last year as well. I don't know. He's a nice, timid boy, is Strauch, which is sometimes not what you want in a centre-back. He's a big, sexy plasterer now, isn't he? He'll come mm-hmm. around, give you a, a good, friendly and competitive quote <laughs> and do a good, diligent job and be nice and polite and accept a cup of tea when he's in, but he'll even take the cup to the sink and wash it out for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe we really need to drill down on the defensive side, go with Verber, go with Cooper, the proper grizzled experience, get Bob Molinar in there um, alongside them. We'll have Gunnar Haller come back at right back. Mm. Martin Heaton can play left back. Have we got, have we got a strong, I know you wouldn't have Nigel Worthington back, but have we got a, we've got a strong kind of left back presence? Did them? Um, we never had any good left backs. Rui Marquez, could we play him at left back? <laughs> More, of a, more, more right-sided. Okay. Um, Sam Sodger? Yeah, definitely. Naylor Kiznorba wore three, so mm-hmm. could, we could put him there. I was playing all, all of them in, just play 11 at the back. No. Yeah, anyway, back just, to let's, let's just go with to... the most ex- strongest, most experienced uh, bunch of defenders we can possibly find. Come the, back down to earth, space. put Mark I... Beanie behind them. Up at the other end, what would you do? Would you put Nonto back in? Is he due a game, or are we right to just sort of uh, kid gloves him through the rest of the season, use him here and there? Because Sinister has looked dangerous, hasn't he? He seems to be playing his way um, into uh, into fitness and form, hopefully. Now we've got Jackie on his new deal. Bomb him out. Yeah. That's what I say. And Aronson's the other one as well, because he's, he seems he's the central player, isn't he? And, and we've seen Harrison in the centre. I don't particularly like it. So maybe he has to stay in there, even though he's probably been the worst player out of that lot for a while. I don't know. He's not playing that. He's not always awful, isn't Aronson, but... He just needs to contribute more, doesn't he? he, he if, I feel like he he lacks... I don't feel like anything's going to happen when he gets the ball, and that's a problem when you're playing behind a striker. Yeah, to use a Heckingbottom-ism, I think he's better without ball mm. in that position. I think he, that's kind of why he's in there, is for the remnants of the, the press. Is he will... I love... I don't know if people think I'm being dismissive when I say scampers, but I do actually like his scampering when he... He's chasing down people and you're pressing. He's got all that stuff in his just instinctive from his Red Bull training. It's just like he knows how to tackle. And so his value at Liverpool will be tackling Van Dijk and tackling Allison and tackling whichever other, I don't know if they've got any other players with Ante's names um, <laughs> in defence for them. Um, Irene. Um, Irene Canate. Yeah, tackling all of them, um, winning the ball and giving it to uh, Bamford or Rodrigo to score the other side of Aronson where he definitely struggles more and where I, I wonder what we do with him perhaps longer term is when you say it was when we probably needed it in the second half at Palace is when the ball went forward to him foot on it pass it to somebody or do something creative with it he tends to just kind of scamper about with it which when he's trying to get the ball off somebody else is great but um, it's like yeah, a little pixie isn't he composure and sort of there was even there was a break in the first half when he got the ball, and this is very hyper, like lots of attention on him, but whatever. Um, and he was on the break, and I think it was Harrison was on the the right wing outside him, and in loads of space. And I was watching, and maybe it's you know it's the benefit of being in a, a higher position than not on the pitch. But I could see that Aronson was just looking left, 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 left. Like, look, look, the other side. Jackie's there. Jackie's there. And eventually, 
he spotted it and you could see he kind of, he, he shifted, he like, oh, right, I can do that. And it just took a little bit too long for him to kind of get all the options to both sides. Situational awareness, Moscow. Yeah, he's a little, um, he's the kind of things that if Pablo Hernandez was still there, would just be like, I know where all the 11 players are, um, including myself, it's fine. Whereas he's not quite, I mean, he's 21, so there's a long way to go. But um, I would play him against Liverpool because, you know, tackling um, Edna and Nora and um, who else? Ivy. <laughs> All the other old dears um, who are at the back for Liverpool and uh, and that could result in some goals. Very good. Thanks for your analysis. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> and Cody Gakpo will obviously get uh, sung out your two shit to play for Leeds as he scores Liverpool's second. He won't score. He's because nope. uh, he's, he's too shit to play for Leeds. So. Not a problem. Not worried about him whatsoever. Here in Yorkshire, we don't like waste. So with energy consumption front of mind these days, there's a lot of focus on conserving it and minimising waste. Boxed have loads of great advice on their website about how to use your heating system as efficiently as possible to help keep your energy bills down should you leave your heating on all the time or switch it on and off as needed. Boxed will help you answer that question and plenty more and save you plenty of cash in the long run too. You could save up to £1,150 a year by upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat. Boxed, take away the hassle of upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one. The process starts on the website, couldn't be easier. Installation is carried out by an expert, qualified installer and is included in the price. 0% finance is available, subject to status. Boxed will give you a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds. And as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. So just head to boxed.co.uk, that's B-O-X-T.co.uk, and use that code TSB50 to upgrade your boiler and save money now. Part three of the show is Heroes and Villains. The Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award is what we kick this off with. Uh, we've subdivided this into, into various categories, including resurrecting your book of petty grievances, Moscow, which was a, a theoretical book when this show was audio only, but it was theatre of the mind, wasn't it? pretending we had a book where you wrote down your petty grievances. Here it is again, this virtual book, what's going in it? Well, I mean, the, leaving aside the petty grievances, the the main candidates were just everyone for this week. Okay. Over, overwhelmingly, people just wanted to put the whole thing in a big old bin. Um, and I think Victor Orta was probably fairly fortunate with the timing as well because people had already filled out the feedback form long before the Sunday night news came when there was a big old meltdown about that as well. So he managed to get a couple, does Victor. Um, mm. But yeah, generally speaking, everyone and everything to do with Leeds United this week. Yeah, I mean, Andy's dad, nominated by Andy. We're basically passing it down the generations. I get a nomination for coming back from my little break in Derbyshire, messing up the vibes. You get a nomination, Michael, for um, depleting, I think, the boost supplies because mm-hmm. you've got them all here. You stockpiled them here. Can I also lodge a petty grievance against Michael because he keeps saying that the John Kevin Augustan news was Sunday night and it was Monday night. Yeah. Well, it was a long weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. It's difficult to know. It was, it was Easter, wasn't anyone it? Who yeah. would, anybody who missed the early shows will be wondering what happened on Sunday night. So this time I'm going to correct you and be petty. Okay. Right, hit me with some genuine candidates then. So of everyone, Leeds United, the concept was the, the front runner here by most, yeah? Yeah, I mean, people individually picked out players-wise. Ailing got a few... Um, I feel bad reading out the things, nasty things people are saying about Ailing. Don't then. All right, I won't. Yeah, people, <laughs> people were unhappy with him. Um, and there is a... He's getting it over a longer term. People are unhappy with him because he was so good and in recent games he has been so bad. And then uh, Rocker and McKenney 
are getting a very compressed version of that where the, um, they've had joint nominations for being good on Tuesday and bad on Sunday. So the lessons seem to be um, never be good because people then won't be able to handle you being bad. So if I that's the take that on board, Luke, go back, go back in time and just stay at Bristol, frankly, <laughs> so that so that people will not uh, will not say that your legacy is heading for tatters because you were good once and now a spent force championship not. grade. I think um, embarrassing end. Oh, Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson is nominated outside the Leeds four walls. Um, career White's Josh mentions Hodgson. Where was this attacking masterclass versus Iceland in 2016? Which I think is an absolutely fair comment. It is. And the, again, again this, uh, Roy Hodgson is somebody who is consistently rewriting his legacy. So I, I am fully in support of Luke Ayling staying at right back until he is 74 for Leeds, just so we can finally, you know, he can keep uh, correcting the record as he goes. How many times Roy Hodgson has been written off and now look at him. Lording like, it over everybody. Did like uh, Jelly's comment that Roy Hodgson should be sucking on Werther's originals and giving his grand, his great grandchildren pound coins covered in pocket fluff, not masterminding our relegation to the old folks home with your man. He's quietly um, living uh, the reality of um, Neil Warnock's presumed life because some of the stories after um, him taking the job were that she was pretty sick of him being around the house since since Palace, and so when this job. Uh, since he, uh, Watford, sorry, when he, he left that job. So when this came up, um, it was a real a real world version of saying, oh, I think you should take that, Roy. I think it'd be good for you if you go and uh, do that job, which is what we always imagine is happening to Neil Warnock. But Got a proposal for you, lads. Is it from the wife of a elderly football manager? It's not. It's. I think we should give this to Jesse Marsh. For what? For what reason? Just those, you know, those USMNT weirdos who keep tweeting us saying, Jesse did get this kind of result earlier in the season. Mm. Um, I think we should give it to Jesse just to piss them off. <laughs> I mean, it's an option. It's not mature, but it's it's the kind of level I operate at. Yeah, I think it was that Barstool Sports account tweeted a picture of Jesse Marsh saying something like, you don't know what you've got till it's gone or and something. We, we knew exactly what we had. And I thought, we? yeah, yeah still, still would have got rid of him. I'd have got rid of him sooner. Um, I mean, it's harsh, probably. Also, we should bear in mind that the um, the vast majority of Leeds United's American supporters are sensible, um, well-rounded to, individuals. I'm, Moscow, I'm deliberately trying to filter them out because we know the good ones that we want to retain. Those ones with the Twitter account, with the blue yeah. takes that they've paid for. A lot of them have been with us for a long time as well. Uh-huh. So uh, um, I'm all, I'm wary of... <laughs> Trashing throwing. the listenership. Well, yes. <laughs> no, there's a, I think there's a... There's no, a div- just because... And I, you know I am poking fun at Some people here, are uh, horrible on... Uh, Twitter, it's like, I mean, you could just nominate Twitter. I, I, am poking, I am just poking fun at it, you know that. I think there's a dividing line, isn't there, between people who are who are Leeds fans and people who are like fans of American players, stroke managers. Yeah. There's a, there's a clear line there. Yeah. People, we, who, people who have been... You know. House of Stoats. People like, find people like that. So is the thing you actually want to nominate is um, Jesse Marsh's internet fan club? Very good, people thank you. Thank you for digging it. me out of this hole, Moscow. I think I, I think it's just, it. we can nominate Jesse Marsh. I think for not managing to land one of the two jobs he went for, mm. because that would have just alleviated this. It wouldn't. Have, it would be not our problem then, wouldn't it? Mm. They would have followed, wouldn't they? Mm. The fan club. I was disappointed into a Leicester job. I was looking forward to that. I mean, Dean Smith is an equally hilarious appointment. In fairness, so maybe it's okay. John Terry's there as well. Yeah, all the hits. Mm. Wasn't Rory saying the other week that John Terry was going back to Chelsea? Why are you calling him Rory? He's not your friend. He shouldn't. <laughs> And if, he, he referred to him as Rosa before we started recording. Yeah. Our dog needs the Rosas to visit him. 
I don't know what for. <laughs> don't make any allegations, that's what I think. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I should have mentioned him. Chelsea Rory. Rory Jennings, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah, the Chelsea um, Simpleton. Yeah, I'm sure he said that he, they were getting... It was going to be a great day, because it was not only Frank Lampard, it's John Terry and Ashley Cole. Have you considered that Rory is just some idiot who doesn't know what he's talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe he's... I should have recognised that in myself as well. <laughs> Right, come on then, let's uh, give give a winner. Um, Out. Should we give it to a pensioner just for a laugh? Yeah. Well, I mean, he has, he has genuinely caused me the most misery mm. this week. And did let his country down in 2016. I think yeah. it's fair to say we should have been singing it, I'm still. I know it was a long time ago, yeah. but I think it would have been perfectly acceptable to still and, sing it. And not to go too Frank Lampard, but shaking hands with your staff before full time. What happened to the code? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah so no, that was right. pretty cocky. I mean, we could have come back at that point. I'm quite offended by that now. Yeah, it was... Everyone's uh, offended at everything these days. It wasn't full-time. There was still a chance that we could have come back and uh, at least equalised. And there he was, acting like the game was won Mm. um, long in advance. So for for his lack of class and also for his refusal to still dress like a detective, which is how he did in the 1980s when he was in Sweden. He looked really cool. Mm. So because he stopped doing that as well, there's two good reasons, I think, to nominate him. And Leeds United, fuck your ideas up. Fair? Yeah. No more of that. Uh, player of the year, we've had a whole bunch of scores uh, piling in. Javi scoring very well for Forest, uh, against Forest, but uh, rather. Uh, the top scorer with 8.82 out of 10. Not so good against Palace. Yeah, Palace was the low mark of the season. An average across all players of 2.68. Wow. Um, the referee was our best, included, our, best, our best player. He's included on the scores and has never been the best until now. The re- comfortably the best. The referee receiving 5.17. Pat Bamford next best, 3.71. So not a good day. Not a good day at all. Down the bottom, yeah, as I already mentioned, Ailing just pipped to the wooden spoon by Jorginho Ruter. He got 1.74, Ailing 1.76. Ruter has been punished possibly because he doesn't have any credit in the bank and he fell over. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have much time, did he? No. On the plus side. Uh, the real winners out of this, player of the year-wise, are um, Max Verber and Tyler Adams, because they didn't play, so weren't involved in this this <laughs> <System's> season been... <laughs> this season ruining shit show. System's been undone, hasn't it, by the fact that they're injured and it's helping them. I think Dan James is about six on this list, because <laughs> he was here at the start of the season. Yeah, matches click his top five. Yeah. We maybe need to apply some... Different rules. No, I'll, I'll give it clicky. I'm going to speak to Victor Alto's spreadsheet people and see if they can apply some algorithms to it to to, uh, to make a fairer judgment. Yeah, because Willie Nonto has been dragged down to under seven now. If Dan James and Matches Click end up sharing our Player of the Season award, <laughs> I will have no objections to that. I will happily um, allow that to happen. Uh, as for other awards, Kitana Barati Hero of the Week is the other award we give out. Now, uh, Leeds candidates, non-Leeds candidates, who have we got? And plus people that are outside of our sort of Leeds sphere. Bamford got some nominations. Mm-hmm. Got his 50th goals. goal. Yeah. Not to be sneezed at. Which he didn't, he didn't know about either, apparently, did he? Did you see his post-match interview? Someone, uh, somewhere, I can't remember which broadcaster it was, congratulated him on his milestone and he was like, well, what do you mean? And then they said 50 goals and he was like, oh, was it? Okay, good. And then they, but he was clarifying that he was celebrating with the bench because that was a set piece they'd worked on as opposed to because it was 50 goals for him, which is what they were implying. So I suppose, you know, good. Well done. Score some more though. Well done for doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this week. Uh, for sure, I've got to mention just... Someone for, who's barely done his job at all for three years. Just for still being alive. 
Um, yeah, strange to see him. I thought he was on the um, the sort of pre-match video, wasn't he? He was walking into the stadium, and I think everyone took a sharp intake of breath when they saw him. Like, oh, he's, yeah. he's not dead. Exciting. There have been various sort of uh, non-Leeds candidates all related to uh, Easter, resurrection, renewal. Death even gets a mention. Um, yeah, House of Stoats says um, mortality itself, the redeeming quality of life is that someday I will die and I won't have to see Brendan Aronson ever kick a ball again. Oh, Oh, well. Um, who else is on there? What, Wolves, Pie Cellar, Korean bloke? Yeah, the, the pie in the West End, according to Swampy, uh, was the only half-decent thing about um, Sunday's trip to Elland Road, so well done to the... It's, he's given credit to the Pie Cellar. I would have thought the, the Pie Maker would get some um, some of that as well. So let's say the, the entire farm-to-table... <laughs> process involved the in pie, the military pie industrial complex and in getting a, a pie to Swampy and and it not being Which on the once w- upon a time you'd have just had to go underneath the second runway at Manchester Airport to, get, to hand that pie over but now it's good that it can just be given to him in, uh, the you, West End you could just lick road. that one off the West End wall if it's still there I know they've had a bit of a tidy up uh, we've got new hand dryers going mm. in across the stadium which is good well done everybody if that pie is no longer on the wall can't lick it off but I would rather have licked that pie that two-year-old pie than watch that game that second half anyway yeah it wasn't great was it um, yeah Wolves nominated for see they're nominated for giving Fat Frank a football lesson but we kind of needed Frank to win that game didn't we mm, he yeah. let us down very badly yeah my bold prediction that you've just referred uh, to him as Frank he's, uh, he's friends with all the Chelsea people Ken um, JT yeah John as you JT. Him, Johnny yeah. Jody Jody Michael, are you out of touch with the Leeds fan base? Have you become like this Chelsea monster now? I like Chelsea. I like United. I like all those. I like all, <laughs> all those guys. All those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a bold uh, prediction that Chelsea would beat Wolves and everybody would think Lampard was a hero and then get smashed by Real Madrid. I'm still, um, it's Wednesday lunchtime as we're recording this, still quite confident in the second part of that prediction because essentially the world will be an unbearable place if Chelsea beat Real Madrid. Should we preemptively give it to Real Madrid for beating them tonight? I mean, we could let... Now, this is where my memory um, of things... <laughs> I know it's not normally a problem. Um, let's see. Because Real Madrid and Wolves could share it because uh, it would be an honour of them. They played each other under floodlights. Yep. No, it's in, some 1950s thing. Yeah, 1957. <laughs> um, I'll try to work out if that was the first thing. So let's say... Um, what was the atmosphere like that night? Was it good? 17th of October, 1957, uh, Real Madrid's reputation took a hefty knock as they went down 3-2 to Stan Cullis's men in front of more than 55,000 um, supporters. And yeah, Wolves also beat several top sides from across Europe and even a South Africa 11 during a variety of friendly matches under the floodlights of Molyneux. Should we give it to Floodlights? Uh, there was a quiz. Do you want to do the quiz? No. It's 12 questions about Wolves opponents in the Floodlight uh, friendlies. Let's do it. Play Red, quiz. Red, Red Star right. Belgrade. So, 30th of, September, 30th of September 1953, they won 3-1 Hibs. against a South Africa 11, Bucharest, Maccabi Tel Aviv, or Valencia? I don't care. Valencia. Uh, okay. Nah, it wouldn't have been No, it was South Africa. Next one. Please stop. 10th of March, 1954, 1-3-1 <laughs> against Schalke 04, Spartak Moscow, Racing Club, Buenos Aires, or Barcelona? Barcelona. Barcelona. No, it was Racing Club. Can you stop now? 
28th of October 1954, won 10-0. I'm just going to have to turn your mic off. Porto, Borussia Dortmund, Dinamo, Moscow, or Javi Tel Aviv. If you've got any effects buttons on there, you can press. Um, Come on, guess. I don't know. The last one. We keep going until you get one right. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Yay. Get it. So we got one right. I, so could play the ma- I could play the match ball production over him. It was a good quiz, Moscow. I'm sorry, Thanks, for, sorry for spoiling it. I've it never just... heard of Vorwarts Berlin. No. Just not, I'm not in the mood for a quiz today. Vorwarts Berlin. We'll leave him to this. Yeah. Vorwarts and all. Doing what I'm doing now. Oh. I think we should give it to floodlights anyway. Um, that makes no sense. Because we're back under the floodlights on Monday. They'll be our lucky charm. Um, we had the best floodlights in the world at one point. Yeah. Real Madrid are going to do Chelsea under the floodlights. This is interesting. Fine. <laughs> right. What, so... Vorwärts Berlin. Oh, please do tell. What do you think they're called now? Oh, sorry, I was trying to look at the um, tennis Berlin. Nope, that's the team. Union Berlin. Nope. FC Berlin. Nope. Berlin You're FC. Close. Berlin FC. Nope. Paris Saint Germain. Nope. <laughs> but now you are you're closer than you have been so far. Oh, is it no longer in, is it no longer in Germany somehow? Berlin Saint Germain. It's still in Germany. Okay. Wolfsburg. RB Leipzig. Uh, I'll just tell you now. It's, please do. Uh, Eins Fußball Club, Club Frankfurt. So one FC oh. Frankfurt. Um, I need to properly read the. Um... I mean, that's not in Berlin, is it? No. So way. I think they must have moved. That's my theory. Um, they were in Leipzig at one point. They've been all over the place. What a funny old world. But I guess that's what happens when there's um, wars and um, iron curtains and all these kinds of uh, things. <laughs> Are we, but between, did, are, we, are we giving it to floodlights? Did then? Wolves beat them? Uh, not in that game. Let's give it to the Berlin Wall. <laughs> what are we giving it to, please? Moscow floodlights, please. Just let. Uh, sort of, yeah, yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah, M- Michael floodlights. Oh, Pat Bamford, whatever. Will's Will's probate conveyancing. One of the three. Right there, we go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, an undecided hero of the week. Floodlights. Floodlights. I mean, okay, Pat Bamford and Floodlights are incompatible because if you remember that game against yeah. Luton. The blinding. Um, yeah, they blinded him. So are we Are we happy with, um, with giving it to Floodlights? We've got, they, we've got different Floodlights now, though. They went full uh, PJ and Duncan on Pat Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> One for the kids, though. Like a, like a paintball. A paintball to him. <laughs> and held the cost of the same night. Yeah. I think it's time for those floodlights to um, redeem themselves both tonight in the uh, the European Cup and on Monday when we beat Liverpool. Okay, fine. Floodlights. And, and we've constructed a stupid narrative around it. Thanks, that's the end of the show. Can we go now? Yeah. Yeah, we will do. We're going to talk about money on another separate show, aren't we? Money being mad in football. Uh, look out for that in your feeds. We will be back next week with more of the same nonsense. Well, hopefully a bit more. 
enjoyment. And of course, a triumphant match ball on Monday night. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 